Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In this episode, I want to talk about how to analyze your negative thoughts. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to look at analyzing our negative thoughts. This is something that we all have to start doing. We all sort of have these negative thoughts. They pop into our heads every single day. They affect our mood. They affect our relationship with others. They affect our confidence. And if we can just have the tools to analyze it, oftentimes we can actually end that cycle before it starts. So in today's episode, I really want to go through that share tool that I've been using lately and that works incredibly well. We've seen this play out throughout society. So it's it's something we know works, but we're also going to talk about why it works. So this will be a super good episode. Now, before we jump into that, if you've been struggling to take consistent daily action towards your goals, or if you feel like you're always starting over from scratch... I get it. There's really nothing more frustrating than taking the time to identify your goal only to wake up 30 days later, having abandoned that goal and with nothing to show for it. Now, I've gone through this exact process myself and I've come to realize that there's one main reason why people don't achieve the goals that they set. And inside my new course, The Consistency Code, I'm going to teach you exactly what that reason is and what you can do about it. Throughout the course, we discuss why we all struggle with consistency, the two key processes that lead to habit formation, why starting small might be the key to success, why smart goals may not work for you, and the little-known goal-setting method you should use instead, how to break down your goals into their key behaviors, how to identify points of failure before they become a problem, and so much much more. Plus, when you purchase the consistency code, you get some incredible bonuses designed to make taking action easier so you can finally achieve your goals. The consistency code is on sale now for just $97 or three payments of $37. To learn more, head over to www.consistencycourse.com and enroll today. That's www.consistencycourse.com, www.consistencycourse.com. So when we're looking at analyzing your negative thoughts, uh, we need to sort of 
think through and talk through how negative thoughts happen. So there's this thing called automatic negative thoughts. And to better sort of explain this, I'm going to read from an article here. I've got the full articles, all the resources linked up in the description. So be sure to check those out. Quote, our overall mind state has a certain tone or flavor based largely on the types of thoughts we think. When the deep limbic system is overactive, it sets the mind's filter on negative. If you could look into the thoughts of people who are depressed, you'd find one dispiriting thought following another. When they look at the past, there is regret. When they look at the future, there is anxiety and pessimism. In the present moment, something is most often unsatisfactory. The lens through which they see themselves, others, and the world has a dim grayness to it. They are suffering from automatic negative thoughts, or ants. Ants are cynical, gloomy, and complaining thoughts that just seem to keep coming all by themselves. End quote. So one of the things that I sort of really took from this concept, this automatic negative thoughts thing, first of all, does that sound familiar to you? Because it definitely does to me. It's it's something that happens all the time, especially like the quote said, when I'm in a, a lower sort of mental place than other days. Like there are days where I just feel more depressed than usual. There are days when I feel less happy than usual. And that's typically when these automatic negative thoughts come in, I start criticizing myself. So it's, it's really interesting to have sort of the language for this, to understand what it is, to know that this is just a thing that happens. It, it happens to all of us. But often those negative thoughts, they're not conscious. They just sort of happen. They just sort of attack you uh, like a swarm of ants, which I guess is why they call it that. But they just happen. They just come at you. And before you know it, you're thinking all of these negative things. You don't even know why. So how do we actually deal with automatic negative thoughts? Well, I want to go through this step by step because I think that if you can follow this process, It's going to help dramatically, especially in those moments where you're beating yourself up, you're not feeling confident, you're maybe like a little self-conscious about things in your life. Like This can help dramatically. So first of all, you want to use language as a tool to process your thoughts. Now that sounds a little crazy, but if you really think about it, that is what language is. Language is a tool to process thoughts. It's a tool to get thoughts out of your head and out into the world in a way that other people can understand. In order to do that, we have to process that information. Now, in that processing, that's where we're forced to analyze what's going on. And by analyzing our thoughts, we start to see it in a different light. So what I recommend is the next time you have these automatic negative thoughts, the next time you're feeling anxious, depressed, you are talking down to yourself, whatever it is that is going on for you, the next time you feel that, try saying everything you feel out loud. Now, you can do that to yourself. You can say it to someone else. You can write it down in a journal, whatever way works for you, whatever way is convenient for you. But try actually saying those things. Try putting that out and going through that process of converting those thoughts into language. Because as I just said, describing what you're feeling, it forces you to 
analyze it. And there's a big difference. There's a huge difference between language inside our own minds and the language used to communicate an idea. I know it feels like, oh, when I think I'm thinking in English or Spanish or whatever your native language is, right? You're thinking in the way that you speak. But think about all the times that you have such a clear idea of something, right? It's in your head. You know exactly what it is, but you just can't find the words to describe it. You open your mouth to tell somebody else about it and you're tongue tied. You just can't figure it out. You can't get it together. That's because of the difference between language in your head and language that is used to communicate. Now, that process of turning your thoughts into language, into communication, that is called encoding. Now, let's look at a quick quote here from an article that, again, I have linked up in the description on the process of encoding and how it works. So, quote, in order to convey meaning, the sender must begin encoding, which means translating information into a message in the form of symbols that represent ideas or concepts. This process translates the ideas or concepts into the coded message that will be communicated. The symbols can take on numerous forms, such as language words or gestures these symbols are used to encode ideas into messages that others can understand end quote so while encoding your message while taking these thoughts that are inside your head and translating them to the language you want to use whether that be a gesture whether that be a text you're sending whether that be actually saying the words out loud as you translate what is going on in your head into language, you have to analyze it. You have to analyze that information. You have to break it down and reform it. Now, of course, you're not consciously doing this. It's just what's happening in the background. That's how we communicate. That's how humans have developed the ability to communicate is our our brain is powerful enough to be able to handle this kind of analysis and, and breaking things down and matching them to the words that they need to match and the ideas that they need to match. It's able to do that automatically. It's honestly kind of insanely powerful when you really stop to think about it. It's impressive. So we can do this automatically in the background. We don't have to think about it and consciously break down these languages and manipulate them. But it is happening. It doesn't change the fact that it's happening. And in that analysis, it can help you see things more clearly. Now, here's another example, right? So how many times has this happened? It happens to me all the time. You see a word, you say it over and over again, or you read it over and over again. Let's say the word simple, and you just say the word simple over and over again. Simple, 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 simple. You just go through that over and over again, or you read it over and over again. And at some point, you start to realize this is a weird word. Like this word looks really weird to me. This word sounds really weird to me. And you start second guessing yourself. You start thinking, did I spell it right? Am I saying it correctly? It could be something that you've said your entire life that you have never questioned in your entire life. And all of a sudden you're unsure about it. This happens because you are seeing the word as its individual parts. You're hearing the word as its individual parts. You're analyzing it. Whereas when normally, when you reach for a word, something that you know that you don't have to think about that just happens for you, you don't reach for the individual parts of that word. 
You're not reaching for the individual letters of the word simple and building it in your mind and then reading it out. That's not how it happens. You reach for a concept. You reach for an idea. You reach for the word as a whole, as a whole thing. So you're never actually looking at the parts. You're never actually spelling it. You're just reaching for the whole thing. And so you have a connection in your mind between that whole word and what it means or how you use it. And that connection happens instantaneously. So you never have to look at it. When you repeat it over and over again, now you're analyzing. Now you're breaking it down into its parts. Now you are trying to communicate it. And you're doing that over and over and over again. You're firing that same thing over and over and over again. And at some point that analysis turns to, oh, I've never actually seen this before. This is weird. That same thing happens with our anxiety, depression, negative feelings, all of the, those automatic negative feelings, this negative self-talk, all of that stuff, that same thing can happen. So here's what I want you to take away from this. And this was such a fun episode for me to put together. I don't know if you can hear that in my voice. The next time you hear yourself having those automatic negative thoughts, when you hear yourself putting yourself down, doubting yourself, feeling self-conscious, whatever it is, try saying those things out loud. Just try it. It might not work for you. It does for me, but just try it. Say them out loud. That will force you to analyze it at the very least. And this is a big reason why therapy is valuable, why it works, because you are saying the thing out loud. And in that process, you start to analyze it. It helps you connect it to other things. It helps you to see it more clearly. And you start to realize this isn't real. So the next time you experience it, just say those things out loud. Say them to yourself. Say them to a loved one if they're willing to listen Say them to to whomever, but say them out loud, analyze them and see what happens. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, I want to hear from you. I want to engage with you, have a conversation with you. Find the podcast over on Instagram at tiny leaps. Give us a follow, shoot me a message. I will respond directly. I'd love to jump into a conversation on this topic or any topic or whatever you want to talk about. Just shoot me a message. I love talking to listeners. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are tuning in today. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.